wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships, join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. to see how our documentary, Orgasmic Birth, our book, and our podcast are inspiring people to explore all their possibilities in birth and parenting. When I got this note from my guest today, I was so ecstatic. She wrote, I have always imagined having a natural birth. I knew I was meant to be a mom, even though I had no clue when that would happen or what it would look like. When I found out I was pregnant with my first, I immediately was intimidated by the thought of a natural birth. When my mom asked me, I told her I thought about it, but I was chickening out. She immediately replied, why? Your body was made for this. And that statement changed my life and my mindset. I researched, found orgasmic birth, and for my second birth, I connected with myself so deeply and had the orgasmic birth I had dreamt of. So hi, everyone. I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. And I am really honored today to welcome Sabrina Colon, a mama of two, And Sabrina is hoping to encourage and empower any moms-to-be. She's here to share her story with you today about birth, love, and family. And I know she's going to inspire you because what I read, Sabrina, you are such an inspiration in all the ways that you've prepared for and given birth. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, There's so many questions I have, right? So in reading through your information and your birth stories, I was thinking, can you share a little bit after your mom, who I have to tell you, I love her too, in that she inspired (laughs) you that way. But after she said that, like, what did you do to prepare for your first birth? So once she's told me, like, your body was made for this. If this is something you want, like, you should go for it. She told me to find comfort in information and knowledge. And so I, like, took that and ran with it. My pregnancy was my first. I was, like, sitting on the bed at 10 o'clock at night. I had my phone on a one blog in one hand. I had my laptop on my lap, like, researching something else. I was looking at what women's stories were. I wanted to see videos about having natural birth and what it felt like and what to expect and how to manage the pain and like what were women's like recommendations for empowering yourself to go through this. And so connecting with all of the women out there just through their birth stories and videos really made me realize First and foremost, I have to connect with myself, trust myself, my body and my baby, because that was what was going to that's what carried a lot of women through was just the trust and the connection with their self and the trust in their body and baby that we are able to do this as a team. So beautiful. And so 
as you were getting all this knowledge in that, tell us a bit about your first birth. Like, where did you give birth? Who was there? What was it like? Yeah. So for my first birth, before I got there, I knew I couldn't really have any expectation because birth is so unpredictable. Like I wanted that ingrained in my brain. I did not want to be let down or have a traumatic birth experience because I had my mind set on one thing or another happening. So I researched the birth center. I got in contact. I had the tour. And this was in March of 2020 when I found that I was pregnant with my first. So the pandemic was in full force and I was due in September of 2020. So at that point, like, There were a lot of restrictions on who could be with you at the hospitals and even the birth center. They closed the waiting room. So whoever was going to be at my birth had to be in the room with me. So that led me to the decision that I wanted my partner at the time there and my mom. I'm like, my mom has always been my biggest supporter. She was the one who led me to the decision of choosing the birth center and having a natural birth. So, of course, I wanted her there to support me and empower me. So I chose to have them both there. I had my mindset. It was for me, the emotional goal was to be like self-empowered and confident. I wanted to have like, I imagined my birth really alone in my brain. My preparation and everything was like more based on me and my baby at that time. So during the birth, the support of people like surprised me. The support of my partner during the contractions and even my mom there verbally supporting like that surprised me during my first birth because I really wasn't preparing for that. I was more like preparing mind, body, soul for the birth. So yeah, it, it was different from my second birth and that, but initially I went in just knowing how I wanted to feel and what I wanted, like how I wanted to support myself. Beautiful. And if you had to live your that birth in a couple words, what would you say? What were some of the main feelings you took away from it? Yeah, empowerment, trust, self-trust, and love. Love is always just, it's one of the most important things to me during birth. You have to have love within yourself for your baby and for the people there supporting you. That love pouring in really, I feel like, keeps birth going. I agree. I always say loving through labor, right? Loving yourself, your baby, and being loved by those around you. So you really did that. So now, like during the pandemic, you had those restrictions and you still navigated it to have such an empowered birth. And now you're pregnant again with baby number two. Take us through what some of those feelings were and how you might have prepared any differently. Yes. So initially I was worried about my first baby. I'm like, oh, I wonder how he's going to feel. What are his like reactions going to be to the new baby? And so he was my first thought. And after I was able to talk to him, he's only two, but I talked to him every day about what was going on, that the baby was in my belly, that we were going to bring her home together. And I knew once I found out I was pregnant that I wanted him there a part of the birth as well. So. For my second, I wanted to prepare more. I felt confident in birth. I absolutely loved giving birth to my first child. So I knew, I was like, I'm ready to give birth to this baby the moment I found out. But I really wanted to connect more. Like I had been researching orgasmic birth with my first and that was like 
that was my goal for my second. I wanted to be so in tune with myself and my body and the love that I'm surrounded by that I wanted to really enjoy and like just feel pleasurable during my birth. Because with my first, it was so fast. I experienced fetal ejection reflex, F-E-R. And so he came out so quickly. I have my birth video is 45 seconds long. Like I pushed him out so quickly. Yeah. So I really wanted to like feel like more in tune with the birth in my body. I wanted to really feel the experience. So the way I prepared differently for this birth was I really dived in with therapy to connect with myself. For me, this birth was more about self-connection, support and love, intense, deeply rooted love. And that's why I chose to have my sister and my mom there for my second. I really wanted to just feel surrounded by love. I wanted, I told my mom, like, if nothing else happens, I want to feel unconditionally loved and unconditionally supported. Nothing else about the birth matters. No matter how she comes out, no matter where we give birth at, if I have those things, if I can feel those things, it'll be magic. I just knew it. And it really was. Incredible that you could articulate what you needed in such a special way. I think that I just want to say, really, that touched me because so many people don't realize, or maybe they do, but can't articulate it, especially to parents and a sister and loved ones. So can you tell, where did you give birth the second time? Where were you? The same birth center? Yes, I was in the same birth center. Okay. Did you have the same midwife? Was that part the same or? So the wild thing is when I went into labor, I called the birth center and the same midwife and midwife nurse were at the center that night, but I didn't give birth to my daughter until the next day. So they were there. They got to be like a part of my labor and my entrance to the birth center. Again, I was in the same room that I gave birth to my son in, which was really special to me. And then the shift change happened. So I got a new midwife and a new midwife nurse that I had never even met before. But I feel like they are a part of my life forever now. Like I, yeah, I feel like I have such a like deep rooted connection to them because the way that they helped me and they were a part of the environment that I had intentions to create with my mom and my sister and my son. They meshed into that so well. It felt they knew what I wanted, what I needed, just as much as my family did, which was so important to me. Yeah, that's really special. So help us. Let's start from the beginning of that labor. Take us to labor beginning. What was it like? How did you know you're in labor, which people always ask, right? Yeah. So I have been having Braxton Hicks contractions for two weeks prior to like actually starting labor. And like they were happening fairly consistently. Like I would have them multiple times a day. And I knew like you could see in my belly when it was tightening, like I would show my mom like, look, I'm having a Braxton Hicks right now. But when I knew it was labor, I woke up one morning and it was just slightly more intense. Like the tightening wasn't just around the top of my belly. I could feel it all through my uterus, like the top of my belly all the way down. It sort of radiated through from the top to the bottom. I could feel it really moving her downward. And so I told my mom the day I went into labor, I wanted to go shopping. 
think I wanted to walk around and move her out, really. So we did that. I woke up that morning and I was like, okay, mom, today is the day I'm feeling a little more intense contraction than I had been the last couple of days. So I told her, let's go shopping. Let's walk around. Let's get this baby here. So we did that. We spent the day out. I had contacted the midwife around like six o'clock when I really started to feel the contractions were more consistent and more intense. And once I contacted her, she told me, okay, try to relax, take a shower, see how that affects your contractions. If they continue to intensify, then give us a call and we'll talk about when you want to come into the birth center. So I continued to do that. My mom made dinner for me. I ate. I got my son ready for bed. We laid down and it was about 10 o'clock when I really started to feel intense contractions. I couldn't fall asleep. Like my son was nursing and he fell asleep so quickly and we had a long day. So I expected that from him, but I was so tired. I surely thought I'd be able to rest through some of these contractions and I wasn't able to. So I called my sister. I had her come over. My mom came over and We all had a slumber party that night. They were up waiting, like watching me, asking me how I'm feeling, timing my contractions. And around two o'clock, they stopped completely, which was so new. With my son, labor started and it came hot and heavy. I labored for 22 hours and the whole time it was very intense. And this time I was in shock when they stopped completely. So I called the midwife and I was like, what is happening? Why did this just completely stop? And she was like, okay, usually this can just mean the position of the baby is off. Like she's just trying to get in position for you. So rest and give your body time to get her in the right position so you can be ready when active labor starts. So I was like, okay. I laid back down in bed. I even took another shower. I took another shower to try to relax myself, got back in bed. And around 4 a.m., I was rudely awoken by another super intense contraction. And so I got out of bed. I got on my yoga ball. I was trying to relax, but also let her move around, let her work her way down more. So I labored on my yoga ball for a little and I decided I needed to get some more sleep. I laid down. I tried sleeping in between contractions around 7 a.m. I decided, okay, I'm going to call the midwife, the contractions were happening every minute for a minute long. Like they were super intense. It felt like my baby was already pushing her way down. I could feel the contractions so heavily in my rectum, down in my vagina. It just felt so intense. So sure enough, we've headed to the birth center and labor slowed yet again, like almost completely. And my midwives, they checked my cervix. I was four centimeters dilated. They let me go into the delivery room so I could get comfortable. They were like, try to rest, try to relax. And when you feel a contraction, maybe you can stand up, let it, let gravity help you move her down. So that's what I did. I rest. I let my son nurse because that was definitely helping my contractions come like he was my best friend in labor we were tag team partners when it slowed down I got him in bed we laid down and he nursed some more so we could let them pick back up again and around noon 
my midwife checked again and I was still four centimeters dilated. So at that point, she said, okay, you've been here for a couple of hours. Maybe it's better if you go get something to eat, maybe go home and rest, see how you're feeling and come back. And so I did that. I left the birth center. We went to get something to eat just seven minutes down the road. And while we were at the restaurant, I realized I was in active labor. I was eating my food. I had to stop in between contractions, trying to breathe, just trying to focus on my body, like letting it happen. And this is what I've been waiting for all morning. Finally, the moment we leave the birth center, I'm in active labor. So I continue eating. I only get through about half of my sandwich before I tell my mom and my sister, okay, I need to get up. My body is telling me I need to move around and I need to walk walk these contractions out. So my mom finished her meal. We got up. We started making laps around the restaurant parking lot. And within an hour, I had lost my mucus plug and I was having back-to-back contractions. I knew, okay, I told my mom, it's time. We have to go now. So luckily we were only seven minutes away. I called the midwife. I let her know I had lost my mucus plug. I'm still having intense contractions. They were much more consistent now than they had been all day long, all night long. So we went into the birth center about three o'clock, January 20th. That's when we finally got back. And They prepared the birth pool. My sister was there. Even while we were walking around the parking lot, my mom was with my son. He's checking in on me. She's telling him like, mommy's okay. We're getting ready for baby Eva. And my sister was there every time she could see me starting to breathe, getting ready for a contraction, bracing myself. She would get behind me and do counter pressure on my hips, which we had practiced before I went into labor. We were practicing like where she should press at, how I wanted to be supported and loved on because I told them I wanted to be loved. I wanted them to hug me. I wanted them to tell me like, wow, you're so powerful. We love you so much. We're so proud of you. You're here. You're finally in active labor where you wanted to be all day. So it was so encouraging. They really We're saying all the right things to help me build up that oxytocin. So we make it to the birth center at three and they get the birth pool ready. We're having contractions during my sister's there still supporting me. I get in the pool and at 4.05, my baby was born. So within the hour of us getting there, I probably pushed, I mean... I like the time seems so distorted to me whenever I think about my birth. It feels no time at all. Like I got in the pool. I told the midwife, I'm ready. Uh, My body is telling me to push. And she's okay. Keep listening to your body. So sure enough, I'm bent over leaning for the support of the pool. My sister's behind me with every contraction. And then suddenly I just know it's time. I sort of sit in like an upright squatted position. I have one of my legs up. And I can feel her like moving down with every contraction. Oh man. And the the intensity of the contractions when I got into the pool completely changed. Like it felt initially like severe downward pressure into my vagina. When I was upright, when we were walking around the restaurant, I could feel her moving down. I could feel the pressure lower and lower with every contraction. Once I got into the pool, I was so 
relieved. The contractions felt like pure relief. My one word for this birth is bliss. That is what I was feeling during these contractions. It was so blissful. I remember looking at my sister, my mom, and my midwife. I'm looking around the room like, this is amazing. Like, I really was astonished at how good it felt to have these contractions. It was like, I wish I could explain it better because it was so amazing. The intensity was more pleasurable than it was painful. I had just a beautiful feeling when I could feel her coming down, moving out. I was smiling through each contraction. My son was like, mommy, what are you okay? What's happening? He's asking me questions, checking on me. And I'm able to tell him even through birthing my baby out, I'm telling him, I'm okay. It's okay. And I don't think I would have been able to do that with my first. As quick as it was, I remember really trying to connect and push him out. With my second, I felt like it was so magical. She knew what she was doing. I was feeling so good, like strong enough and powerful enough to be upright. I mean, I touched her when she crowned. I felt her coming out. I got to catch her, which was just amazing. Bringing her up out of the water was, it was just like an out-of-body experience. The pleasure that I experienced during that birth, I did not know was possible. Even through watching all of the birth videos on the (laughs) Orgasmic Birth Instagram, even through all the research, like feeling that I was amazed. I couldn't believe how good it felt, how much of a relief it was to have the contractions. And in between, I felt perfectly fine. I could, we were joking around. My son was jumping on the bed, cheering for me. We were all giggling at him. He was the life of the party and we were engaging with him between contractions. And then when they came, it was just instant pleasure, instant relief. And I was so grateful for having that experience with her. It was pure magic. And I just feel like I can feel the pleasure just listening, right? Your passion, your pleasure, your bliss. It's so beautiful. And I know for those that are listening, they're going to be really inspired because that's what orgasmic birth is, right? You really birthed in your way. And so To those that might be listening and imagine they're pregnant with their first or their second, what would you kind of say to them? What's your wisdom to help them to prepare to have that joyful, blissful, pleasurable birth? I would say I think it's important to be intentional with how you want to feel, the environment that you want to create, and this that you want because when you're in labor, your, your brain feels like all it can focus on is, you know, the baby and getting the baby here. And if you can control the support and the things that the love poured into you beforehand, like you set up the expectation for the people around you, that really helped me personally create the environment that allowed me to have that pleasurable experience. I had loving touches. My sister hugged me in between contractions. My son was there. He even massaged my back. Just the support of everyone. (laughs) 
the support of everyone and the confidence in me as a birthing person, like the love and support really allowed me and empowered me to connect with myself and have that magical, blissful birth. Thank you so much, Sabrina. And so many things you said, I know I'm like feeling right now from the water because I'm a big advocate of laboring in water from showers, but getting in that tub, right? We even call it sometimes the aquadural. Like you said, it takes so much away and allows you to just feel the pleasure, but also your son and how beautiful that he could be with you and We often, at least in America, we often don't allow children to be part of birth. And yet hearing that he rubbed your back and what would you say to someone else that's like worried if they should involve their children in birth? I think communication with your child. My son, he's only two, but I talked with him every day about the baby, about that there was a baby in mommy's belly and that she was coming and we would have to work to bring her here together. So I really tried to prepare him before, but I knew during birth, the people that I was surrounded by, I wanted them to be confident in me. I knew it was important for all of us to have the confidence and trust that would show him and allow him to feel because I feel like children are energetic beings. They feel your energy. So if everyone provides that stable energy in the birthing space and allows the the mom and trusts the mom to advocate for herself and her baby to be there, I really think that can empower your child and allow them to see a beautiful, healthy, natural birth. Like he can tell something was going on, but Every time he asked, I did my best to reassure him. And I told my mom and my sister, I wanted them to also reassure him. If there were a moment where I couldn't do that myself, I wanted them to be able to reassure him and comfort him and cuddle him and give him all of the love because the oxytocin really flows. I feel like between all and that was in there, you could really feel that happy love hormone flowing through everyone. And it was just as important for him to have that and experience that energy and that hormone just as much as it was me. So we were cuddling, we were nursing and just really interacting in love. And that made him so comfortable. He was ecstatic when his baby sister was born. He was jumping on the bed, cheering her name, telling her, let's jump on the bed together, Eva. He was so excited. He could feel all of our happiness, our excitement and our bliss. Like he was just as much a part of that birth as anyone else. Oh, Sabrina, thank you so, so much for sharing your blissful orgasmic birth with us. I know it was truly an honor for me to be here with you. And I can't wait to hear what all those that are listening have to say. And for those of you listening, if you've had a blissful, joyful, pleasurable birth. We're always would welcome you. We love to share birth stories. And as you did today, you're birthing forward so much wisdom through your story. So thank you so, so much, Sabrina. Is there any last thing you want to say to anyone? I just wanted to thank you for letting me share. Once I saw my birth video, I knew I really wanted to share this experience and I wanted to empower other women. This is my 
first time doing anything like this. I was so nervous before. I'm just so grateful that we got to have a conversation. It felt so fun and organic. And I encourage anyone who wants to share their birth story to come on and share that with you. Oh, thank you so much. And you so generously shared some of your images. So if you're listening here, make sure you jump over to our blog on Orgasmic Birth and also onto social at Orgasmic Birth because we will be featuring Sabrina all week long and you can always go back and search through. So thank you so much again. And thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to having you join us in our next episode of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.